to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. and welcome to the stay-at-home mom yeah right podcast i'm sarah smith your host and i'm thrilled to be joined by tanya taylor she is the founder of grow your wealth teaching professionals and small business owners how to build a six to seven figure retirement by learning how money works she's a cpa and holds an mba in strategic management tanya has spent her entire career on wall street working for or overseeing some of the largest banks and insurance companies worldwide She has also spent the last 20 plus years teaching financial literacy. As an undocumented immigrant arriving in America alone at 16 and seeing many people living paycheck to paycheck, she was committed to changing her life. Despite many obstacles, by age 25, she graduated college debt-free, bought a home, and was part owner in a small business. She later co-founded and ran a successful investment club and a children's financial education club and started a tax practice with her husband. She has been to 50 plus countries and 30 states. Welcome to my podcast, Tanya. How are you today? Thank you for having me, Sarah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate you. What has this past year, past two years in the pandemic been like for you and your family? (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's been very unusual first of all we travel every year so that that alone was just like something very different for us because we're always hopping on a plane somewhere and for my children I remember like sometime last year they went to me oh my god mommy we haven't been on a plane in like two years <laughs> and it seems strange but for them it was like since birth they've been doing this so um so that's been quite interesting for us in that we we had been home for so long Um, and, um, they started going back to school last year. So it's been a little bit more normalized for them. I have been home since the pandemic started and I have not gone back out, um, to work. So just being in the house all the time, um, not having as much social connection as we are accustomed to, um, has been, has been hard. I gotta say it has been hard, but, um, been learning how to navigate that and it's been getting better I have to say it's been getting better I have been traveling a little bit since since the pandemic as well so that kind of got me out of my funk I guess if you want to put it that way (laughs) travel always makes everything better it really does totally United States at the age of 16, seeing so many people live paycheck to paycheck. Can you explain what this time was like for you and what it did for you actually? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I came to America because, uh, my, I had just graduated high school. And so my family was just very poor. They had six of us. They didn't know like, okay, what's going to happen to me once I graduate high school, they didn't have any money for further education. And so I came here and when you are living in Jamaica and you hear about America, it's like, everybody's living in a land of milk and gold or honey or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So you expect to come here to see people living a certain lifestyle. So first of all, it was a culture shock for me because I thought I was going to come here. And I I said, once I got the opportunity to come here, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But it was shocking for me to see that a lot of the people around me were living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I wasn't 
I was undaunted though. I still felt like I could build wealth if I get the proper education and put certain things in place. So even though I was only 16, I had the mindset that I could build wealth. And I started out just like, I started out with a budget. I was 16, I was making $75 a week, but I was just like, I'm going to start budgeting and saving to go to college. So ultimately I was able to, I went back to high school. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, um, two years later, I enrolled in high school and I was able to use the money that I was saving to pay for my tuition. So I didn't have to take out a loan. I actually was not eligible for loan either. So, um, but I I felt like seeing people living paycheck to paycheck really made me wanted to not do that Mm -hmm. and to figure out the best way to not have to do that. So smart. Um, You graduated college debt-free, you bought a home and you were part owner of a small business. Can you explain how you managed to do all this by the young age of 25. Yeah. So, so as I said, I had a budget at 16. I've had a budget my entire life. And so what happens is, so when I first started working, I was making $75 a week. And then after that, maybe like a year later, I started to make 140, but I still lived like I was making $75 a week. Mm -hmm. And every time my income would increase, I still lived as if I was making like the lesser income. So when I was 22, I got a job and it was paying me about $40,000. And so um, before I got that job, I was making like $10,000 a year. So I continued to live on the $10,000 a year and I saved everything. And that's how I was able to to completely pay for college and then have the down payment for the house and also put, um, you know, a couple like I think it was like ten to fifteen thousand dollars in the small business because I just kept saving over the course of those three years just to make sure that I had enough fund. And I have a high need for security, as my friends always say. Like yeah. I need to make sure that my finances in, are in order. So I just always had to make sure that I I had savings. So smart. Uh, what do you say to teens who are beginning to look at college and think about what they want to do for a living? Ah, good question, especially since I have a teen that's starting to look at college right now, going through the process. Oh my gosh. What year is your teenager? So she's in 11th grade and she is now we're doing college tours and we're talking about like tuition and, you know, careers and things like that. Um, I am a firm believer in doing what you you're passionate about. And so even as teens, sometimes you can't know exactly what you're passionate about, right? But you you have a sense of what you like. And so since I have a teen and this is the advice I give to her, I would give similar advice to other teens as well is to really think about the things that you like and the things that you think that you would be able to, to do a long term, not because your parents want you to do it, but something that you really think that you would enjoy doing. But another thing that I do with my children, both of them, is also talk to them about finances. And so I do also tell my children that whatever career they choose, there should be a way for them to monetize it that they never have to rely on their parents. (laughs) So (laughs) they're not going to put their bill. So um, whatever. So if you want to become an artist or you want to become a teacher or a doctor, whatever it is, you find a way that you can do that, right? But there are other avenues that you can also use to make additional income. And there is so many different things out there that you still are not too young to do. Like um, there's things on the Internet that you can do uh, on the 
social media that you can do to get money. Um, so thinking outside the box, not just of this one career as this is what I have to do. I have to go to college. I have to get this job and I have to stay in this job for X amount of time, but also just thinking beyond that, even at this age and, and what does that look like? And even how can you earn money now? And another thing, advice that I give students who are looking to go to college. So I had a children's financial education club where I actually taught children about money. And so I still have those conversations. Just at 17, you should know how to budget. It might be very, very basic, but that's something that you want to know how to do. And for parents of these teens to teach them about using credit card and not just Swiping a card and, and you know just maxing it out. You gotta pay <laughs> that back. It out yeah. because they have to pay it back and um and it, it's it's hard as teens because you don't always know what you want to do but if you have an idea just explore it and see how you will be able to make a living from it. Now, do you have the conversation with your um, daughter about, okay, we you can apply to these schools, but you can't apply to this because it's out of the budget per se? Like some of these schools are $80,000 a year. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I don't, and here is why. Um, one of my things as I was um, doing my financial planning for my children was always that wherever they want to go to school, I want to be able to send them to school. Mm -hmm. And so their college fund is fully funded for wherever they decide to go to school. I'll be able to pay their tuition for that. So the conversation that I do have with them, however, is we're going to find every scholarship that's possible that you are eligible for. Because my expectation from you is that you go to school, you get a good grade, you get good grades. And if there's scholarships available, you're going to apply for those scholarships. But if there's a college that you want to apply to that, unfortunately, for whatever reason, they don't offer the scholarship, we're going to cover those four years for you. So, so our situation is a little unique only because we have fully funded their college education. But um, I have conversations with parents who have children who they're not in that situation. And so there is that discussion about, well, where can we apply to because that's what we'll be able to afford because the parents don't want to get into this overwhelming amount of debt when the child is out of school. And we also have discussions as well about is it going to be the child that's going to be responsible for that student loan or is it going to be the parent? So a lot of that is more the parent discussion that we have though. And my next question was following up to that is how did you fully fund your child's education by the time you they were 16? Yeah. So, um, so I, when I was like 25, you hear me talk about building wealth. That's like a big thing for me and I actually live it. So when I was 25, I had just graduated college. Um, a couple of friends and I decided I co-founded an investment club. So our goal was to invest in the stock market. So we learned everything that we could. I ran the club for about seven years. And even though I didn't have children at the time, I when I started out, I said, whatever my investments are, I'm going to put it towards my children's college fund. Nice. I love it. <laughs> so I started from before they were born 
putting this money away. And then once they were born, I um, now became more active in saying, how much do I want to put away for them? And my goal was 500K. I said, how much is like the most expensive college? It's probably would run me about, I don't remember, but I, I remember just saying 250, 250 per child. Um, and so I started to work towards that goal, putting money in. But because I was a seasoned stock market investor, I really, and I'm not a trader, I just invested the money. I really invested in quality companies and uh, um, that money surpassed the $500,000 mark a while ago. I mean, now the market's down, so I haven't even looked yeah. at the portfolio, <laughs> but it, it surpassed that. And I was just like, oh, okay. And and so for me, all the money that I put away there is for them. And even if they get scholarship, it's, all, it's money that's going to be put in a trust for them for later on for whatever it is that they want to do, but it was all from investing in the stock market. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, you run a successful children's financial education club. Can you talk more about this? Yeah, sure. So, um, so when my children were born, so I had founded this stock market investment club. And one of the things that I did as I was learning about investing, I just started to teach people in the community because I felt like there was this great lack of knowledge in the community. And then um, when my children were born and they were like two and four and I was no longer the president of the stock market investment club, but I was just like, you know, wouldn't it be great to like start teaching children about money? And so my friends and I were having children. So I just said, I'm going to start a children's financial education club. And I mean, I didn't really know like what it would look like, but, you know, different families started to come. And so now I started to teach them about budgeting. I taught them about stock market. I would take them down to Wall Street. I would take them to the stock exchange. I would take them to the finance museum. And I tried to normalize conversations around money. So even at four, like my children would be in the supermarket with me and they would be like, mommy, what's my budget? Because I always told mm -hmm. them like, you have $10 for your budget to buy whatever you want. And so it became very normal for them to have those conversations. And those are all the things that we would talk about in the stock market, in the children's financial education club. So we'd teach them about budget. I mean, you teach them at the level that they are. So maybe all they know about the budget is, okay, $10, I can't go over $10. So when I pick these up, mommy's going to add it up for me. And then she's going to tell me if it's $10 or more. So very, very basic stuff. We teach them about, you know, back then it was like how to write a check, how to go into the bank mm -hmm. and put money in a bank account and things like that. So it just became um, just a normal part of their everyday life. And then we also talked about credit a little bit. Some of that was more teaching the parents, like how to start um, having having your children get credit at a young age so that when they're 18, they're just not starting from scratch. So a lot of it, even though it was a children's financial education club, there was also education for the parents as well. That's fantastic. I think that needs to be everywhere. <laughs> I mean, in the schools, everywhere, everyone needs to know about that. And I feel like yeah. so many parents just don't even talk to their kids about money and then you see what happens then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Now I'd like to talk about your travels. Um, you've been to 50 plus countries. What is your favorite country <laughs> and why? <laughs> so I get that question a lot and I don't have one favorite country. The way my children and I rank it is like, we'll say we have a top five. 
and um yeah because it's it's really so hard and some of it is the experience but um like Morocco was one of the countries Mm. on my list because we didn't do a lot of research on Morocco we just kind of hired this guy and we just said we want to see this 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 and this and we had the most amazing um trip but the way that the the country is so breathtakingly beautiful like I I remember at one point I just my girlfriend and I who went we're just like we can't videotape this anymore we can't take any pictures anymore you just have to experience it and that's just how we felt like everything about the trip and every all of us who were on the trip really it was this it was a unanimous decision around Morocco um we also loved Senegal that was our Mm. first African country that we went to so it has a really, really special place to us. And it was just so beautiful and just being immersed in the culture. It was a lot of cultural immersion. So that was really just special for me. And like, there's Cuba. I mean, there's so many. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's so many, but I, I would say the top five would be Morocco, Cuba, Senegal, South Africa. And then I, it's a toss up between, between Thailand and Brazil. It's, they're all so different. (laughs) Yeah. Where are you going next? Uh, So my, I turned 50 on Monday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. You got to go somewhere now. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to go, I didn't know where I wanted to go because my children are not coming. And whenever I go far away, I like to take them. So it's just my husband and I, so we're going to go to Mexico nice it's yeah it's it wasn't our first choice because only because we've been there a number of times but it was just the easiest place to just hop on a plane and just go yeah and it's warm Uh, oh yeah what part are you going to um Cancun so real just like very touristy I said to him I just want to go to a resort that's all inclusive lay on the beach with a spa outside spend the entire day at the spa and just eat all vacation and that's and that's so perfect oh my gosh <laughs> that's all I wanted to do you can't get much better than that <laughs> um like your family we have been traveling with our kids since they were infants um can you talk about the importance of traveling with your kids no matter what the age yeah yeah this is one of the things that I also feel very passionate about because a lot of times you'll hear people say I won't travel with my child because they're too young. They won't remember. Right. And I think that's such a mistake because I feel like we remember. And so a lot of times we're talking about these things and it's almost like the memory become embedded in them because they see the pictures and they hear about it so much. So that's one aspect of it. It's time with your children. But for me, the bigger aspect of it also is just the cultural um, immersion. I feel like living in America, uh, we're, we're in this little bubble and there's also this misconception that America is like so advanced. Uh, and so we're so this, and we're so that, and I'm not to take anything away from America, but you go to other cultures and, and the experiences and even the advancement in some of these places, you're like, Whoa, like, I mean, even when we went to Morocco again, and they were using, just they were not using plastic bags and even that something as simple as that like in America you go to the supermarket they're using plastic bags everywhere (laughs) and these pictures that you think like are so behind they're so ahead in in certain things but I, I see it in my children who they go to a PWI and um I feel like the experiences that they've gotten and the things that they've been able to bring to the classroom 
in their conversations and the cultural immersion that they've gotten and they've been able to say, well, such and such, like listening to them talk, it just blows my mind. And so for me, that was the piece that was really important, just helping them to have a worldview instead of just this small view that we have in, in America and of how we think that the world is, which really it's not. And when you go out and you see so much more, it just it just broadens their horizons and it also fosters inclusivity and all of that other things as well. Empathy. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those parents who are scared to travel with their kids or who, who are like, oh, I just can't afford it? Um, um, so being scared to travel with the children, uh, I was just on a call this morning with a client and, and she was, she was mad at herself and not taking her child with her. She went on a trip and she was saying, and part of it was also because of COVID. And she said, oh my God, like my fear was so big in my head that I didn't do it. And having gone to the trip and come back, she was like, I so regret it because there's so much value that he could have gained from just going away for the few days. And I mean, I think that they just got to do it. Like I I am, there's so many different reasons why people are afraid to travel with their children, but just, just pack up and just go. And once you do that one trip, I I promise you, you're going (laughs) to always, I'm sure that you can relate, right? Like you're going to always want to go. Um, And then in terms of saying, I can't afford it, we can't afford what we prioritize. That's the way I always put it. And for me, travel is not a luxury. I, I don't view it as a luxury. I feel like it's a necessity. And so even when I do my budget, I'm going to allocate to the things that I feel that is, is necessary for me. And so the travel for me is a necessity. So if you're a parent and you're like, I can't afford it, but you're buying really expensive clothes, shoes, toys for your children, the experience for them maybe so much greater is so much greater than that shoes, toy clothes that they're going to be throwing out in a, in a couple of months. And also, and that's what they're going to, re- they're going to remember that a lot more than they're going to remember these material things. But also, um, so I teach people personal finance. I teach people to manage money. And so budgeting for me is a foundation and it's, it's obviously worked for me over the years, but I tell someone who they say, I can't afford it. I say, go to your budget. And if you don't have one, create one because you'll be able to identify where you're spending on things that maybe not is maybe it's not in alignment with your values it's not the thing that's so important to you and you can take that money and start saving it so that you can go on that vacation so you don't have to do it with debt either either you can actually save that money and be able to to take a vacation with your child or children excellent advice um what would you say to your younger self Uh, so to my younger self, so I am very, everybody who knows me, like everything has to be like nicely, neatly in a box. Like I have to plan every single thing out. Um, and I, I've only now learned how to kind of more loosen up. And some of that is also because I was just so, um, it was just me. Like I I was here at 16, everything I needed to do. And there were people who also took advantage of me in a very bad way um you know just 
And I never knew how to stand up for myself. I also, because at an early age, I started to make decent income. You know, I, I was living, I was living well. Um, I, I didn't think I deserved it. Mm-hmm. And so I allowed a lot of people to be able to take some of what I earned and just, <laughs> and, and just, just use it without me standing up for myself. And so one of the big things that I say to myself and I tell my daughter, cause I see some of her patterns, my patterns in her is find your voice and use it. Know what, that you've worked hard for what you have and it's yours and you shouldn't feel guilty about it, but you should also stand up for yourself. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And so a lot of things that people did, for, for example, you know, people lived in my house for years and never paid their bills, ruined my credit wow. year after year after year and owed me tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, and I, I couldn't stand up to them to say, hey, give me my money, get out of my house. But once I found my voice and was able to do that, now I'm like, <laughs> I got a voice that's so powerful. It's like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the me that my children know. So sometimes they'll be like, mommy, you're so and I'm like but you don't know the mommy that I came from. And right. so now I, I found my voice and I refuse to like not use it. Good for you. That's yeah. fantastic. Where can people find you, Tanya? Sure. So people can find me on Instagram at growyourwealth10x.com or they can actually go to my website. It's called growyourwealth10x.com. And on Facebook, they could find me at Tanya Taylor CPA, Grow Your Wealth. Um, any of those places, they can come up on over. I also have a lot of free resources that I offer in personal finance. So if, if you're someone that's just starting out and you are needing a budget because you want to travel with your children, you can definitely hop over to my site and I'm happy to offer you like a free budgeting template and other free goodies to get started on financial planning. Thank you so much, um, Tanya, for sharing your wealth of information and for joining me today. I appreciate you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Thank you.